When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, I talk with the kick-ass vocalist, Jizzy Pearl. We hear about his upcoming new music, Quiet Riot Touring, and his books that have all been reissued. We also chat about killer 80s bands that he's fronted, like Rat and LA Guns, and of course, we talk some love-hate. Hey, I want to give a quick shout-out to my supporters on Anchor, Andrew, Paul, Frank, and Ryan. Thank you so much for your support. You guys are all welcome to come on the podcast sometime to chat. Just email me. And if you want to support the podcast as well, just click the Anchor link in the description below. Now here's Jizzy Pearl. Check it out. Well, Jizzy, welcome to the 80s Glam Metalcast. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome. So what's going on, man? You got some new music coming out soon? Well, I have new music. <clears throat> I don't think it's coming out uh, very soon. It's going to be out in a couple of months on a Golden Robot Records. Yeah, I do have a, a new record, though. Yeah, I checked out uh, Soul Mama, man. It sounds great. It's got that uh, that love-hate sound and uh, your voice. It's like it sounds spot on. You, you haven't missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The uh, the new record's really good. I'm really uh, happy with it. The most of the record kind of have that same vibe, or what kind of directions are you going on this one? Uh, reggae and ska, mostly. <laughs> nice. Nice change. Uh, no, it's it's basically, any, anybody that has bought my music knows pretty much I stay in the, uh, the love-hate vein. You know what I mean? I don't, uh-huh. I don't really deviate that far from... Uh, from from that whole classic love hate sound. So you're thinking it'll be out maybe after the summer or early fall, late summer, early fall. Early fall or early next year. Okay, something like that. Cool. And is, does the album have a title yet? Yes, the title is called Hell California. Okay, great, awesome. Well, when you think about the love hate debut, I mean, does it blow your mind how much people are still loving this album? I know I see a lot of love on Twitter and Facebook for uh, Blackout in the Red Room. Yeah, you know, it's it's good. It's nice that something that I did has such uh, longevity and people still dig it. And, you know, the record still stands up and... Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's it was very unique uh for the time, you know. It was it's heavy, sleazy, bluesy, funky. There was just a little bit of everything on there and uh that really made the sound. Yeah, we we sort of borrowed from a bunch of different uh bands. You know, we liked Jane's Addiction and we liked the Chili Peppers, but you know, we also liked ACDC and Sabbath, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there was a mixture for sure. And I think sonically, you know, albums were really taken off in, in 1990. Um, I just think the production values were getting really strong. And I think that you can go back and listen to that record and and it still sounds incredible just because where production was going at that point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely so. So, and I got to say, man, the song at least, Blackout in the Red Room, I call that, that's like an earworm song. I think I can, if I hear that song, it's probably in my head for, you know, a few hours or maybe for the rest of the day. Very catchy song. And there's a lot of catchy tunes on there. Yeah, and it's only got three or four chords, so it's also easy to play for the uh, for the beginner. 
<laughs> right. There we go. So all the beginners out there are going to go uh, go learn that one. I'm so glad I've had you on the podcast because it's fitting because you've, you've played with so many of these 80s bands, and, and that's what I specialize uh, on the podcast. So let's talk about Quiet Riot. What's going on with Quiet Riot? Do you guys have more shows coming up this year? Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, our summer's pretty much booked every weekend. Um, you know, obviously with everything opening up, uh, everybody's kind of chomping at the bit to go out and play live music again. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, barring any asteroid hitting the Earth and fucking everything up, <laughs> I think uh, I'll be busy all summer. Hopefully, we're past all that uh, negativity. You know what I mean? We 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 definitely all need a break, and we just need things to kind of get back to some kind of normal. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially for musicians. Musicians have had a hard time, you know, uh, basically no income for a year and a half. It's 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 pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's critics uh, of Quiet Riot, you know, now that, you know, Frankie's gone and Kevin's been gone. I mean, what do you say to the critics who say that, like, this band shouldn't continue? I don't really say anything. I mean, I just kind of... Um, it's just a gig for me, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be Kevin. I'm not trying to to... To be anybody but myself and i'm just doing i'm just doing a gig so i guess if people don't dig it and don't want to go then they don't have to go it's real simple <laughs> exactly I, you know i feel like every band is a brand and I, I think the quiet riot brand you know has to continue you know you look back at something like metal health it's such an iconic album and with all those songs on there it really needs to be out there you know whether it's gigs cruises festivals whatever um i think that music just needs to continue on well i think that um fans of of 80s bands for lack of a better word are are really loyal and they always um and they they go out and they see music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh it's very important to to try and keep up the standard of excellence and uh do a good job do you think of like I know there's other past members of Quiet Riot? Do you think any of them will ever try to come out and and start their own Quiet Riot and get a stake into things? Or you think this hey, is I, pretty I much? I think there should be a I think there should be a hundred Quiet Riot, <laughs> you know, one in every town. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think you've been in bands, other bands, when there's been two different versions. It, it's kind of a thing because sometimes there's. There are people that have, you know, a, a percentage or a stake in the band, and, and you do kind of understand where they're coming from. It's like they have just as much of a right to play the songs as the next guy. So, I mean, I definitely get the two two versions of bands. I know it gets confusing for people, but I, I get it. Well, you know, it's 2021. I mean, there's just there's not too many bands that still have all the original guys. I mean, mm-hmm. some have two, some have three, some have one. You know, it's just, it's 2021. You know, we're all getting older. Some people don't want to do it anymore. Some people don't like members right. that they were in a band with. And they want to, you know, they want their own thing. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different reasons for all this stuff going on. You know, so uh, I guess it's just up to... The individual fan to discriminate and you know see what he wants to see i mean it's an it's it's a it's a it's a buyer's market out there yeah exactly and obviously another band you're in was was la guns you got good memories about uh being in la guns i do i do i um i enjoyed playing with those guys and tracy you know i enjoyed playing with him he was he's a great guitar player so yeah i mean uh Nothing but good times. Was there a point ever when you were in L.A. Guns that there was a, another L.A. Guns? Was there two at that yeah. at one point? Yeah, there was, right? Okay, I thought so. 
Yeah, yeah. It was back in, um, I don't know, 2009 or 10 or something mm-hmm. like okay. that. Yeah, there was, uh, it was like tag team wrestling or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, like I said, I mean, I guess it's it's just, it's weird, but I guess people on the internet and they go to see who they want to see and, you know, everyone should be able to go out and play music. With all these bands that you've been in, I mean, you've had to learn a lot of songs. I mean, is it a pain in the ass, like, remembering all these words? Because a lot of, obviously, all these words from something like Quiet Rye or L.A. Guns, you didn't write the words, you know, for their classic songs. Is it a pain in the ass remembering all these words? Um, not really. No? I mean, it's just, you just have to, I mean, I, I don't know about every single musician out there, but, I mean, I rehearse mm-hmm. all the time. So, you know, when we're ready to go play, I've got my shit together because YouTube is a is a cruel, unforgiving <laughs> thing. And um and I don't, you know, want to be caught with my pants down. So I I basically get have my shit together. And when it comes to your voice, like I had mentioned, like your voice, you know, uh, on that newest recording sounds like it hasn't missed a beat. I mean, what do you do? Or do you uh, are you taking good care of your voice? I mean, how is your voice lasted all these years taking good care of it mm-hmm. not being a fuck up not being uh not being the guy that you know is screaming in a bar at 3 a.m every night and you know just uh as time goes on you know you just have to take care of your shit yeah and uh so that's important it's crazy how your voice fits in a lot of these different bands because you never try and sound like Kevin DeBro or Phil Lewis or any of these guys, but but your voice fits. I think there's like an element of your voice that you know you, you do sing a little bit higher. You know you've got a little bit of a rasp to your voice, and and it fits you know with each different band that you played with. But you're still yourself. It's it's pretty interesting. Well, I do sound like myself. I mean that's that's one characteristic of my voice is that I don't. I do have my own thing, whether people like it or not and as far as singing with other bands and stuff like that um i just try and do the best i can you know if i'm singing quiet riot or la guns or anything like that it's just i I just try and do the best and um you know hope it sounds good yeah because i like the way that you do it i always feel like you want that singer to have their own voice it brings an interesting you know dynamic to the music you know, there are singers out there in some bands that have been replacement guys that, you know, try to emulate the guy, you know, down to a T. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't dig that. I, I like that original voice. I just think it adds something different to the whole thing. You know, I, I guess so. I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, I don't really think about it. You know, when, when, when I join a band, I basically just give it whatever, you know, all I can and, and uh, you know, hope I don't suck. <laughs> now there was a time when you fronted Rat. I mean, so some of these. I mean, obviously somebody like Piercy's very iconic, and you know, a, a center point of that band. I mean, is it tough going into these bands and and uh, and taking over for some of these guys? Uh, originally, when I first joined Rat, there was some um, there was some resistance from some people. Uh, but you know, after about a year or so, that went away. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, if people want to see the original guy and then another guy gets on stage, I mean, there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some uh, angst going down. Yeah. 
But, oh, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, people got used to it, I guess. And then at that point, when you did Rat, I mean, uh, John Karabi was in there uh, as a guitar player. What was that like having this other guy who's who's a singer, but not he didn't play, have that role, you know, when you were with him? Is it intimidating to be with another, like, pro singer in a band? Or was it cool? Was it nice to have a, a another good backup voice? What was the feelings there? No, yeah, I mean, I wasn't intimidated in that way. Uh, he didn't, you know what I mean? He didn't want to be a replacement singer at that point. He just, he liked being a rhythm guitar player, background singer. You know, that was more comfortable for him. So, uh, yeah, it was it was fine. We got along good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he, he filled the shoes of somebody pretty iconic, Vince Neil. So, I mean, he can kind of relate to the, the whole situation, you know? Right. So, when you talk about your voice, and you touched on some of the influences of Love, Hate, who were some of the guys that influenced you as a singer growing up? Um, yeah, I guess if you put Ronnie James Dio, Robert Plant, and Roger Daltrey into a blender and sort of blended them, that would be what I think I sound like. Mm-hmm. So those those were the three dudes that I sort of that really rocked me when I was you know young. Is there anybody that's come out you know in the last five ten years that you've heard that you're like oh my god this is great or or do you feel like the the whole rock world just hasn't had a a new, you know, superstar in, in recent years. I don't, I don't know if there's any superstars. Um, I don't really listen to new music, not because I'm, I guess, because I'm classic rock or Jurassic rock. <laughs> I like, I like the Who and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and Pink Floyd and, you know, what I mean, I don't, I'm not really interested in uh, trying to figure out who the, you know, next big thing is. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's it's very hard. I think the only way that it's going to happen for a lot of us is if, you know, somebody kind of gives you that, an idea to say, hey, you got to check out this band. Kind of like it was back in the old days. You know, you had a friend that, you know, let you, gave you a tip to, oh, listen to this band. You know, because you're right. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I tend to like older music, classic music. But at least one plus with the podcast, at least... I've been a lot more open to listening to new music by, you know, let's say a classic artist. And and so much of it has been great, you know what I mean? And so I, I'm thankful for all the time I've been doing this because it's kind of, you know, to get ready for an interview, I've listened to a newer song by somebody and nine times out of ten, it's really good. And I'm glad that I got that exposure to it. Yeah. I mean, if I put on Appetite for Destruction, I mean, if I, if that, that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> now... Of all these people, you've worked with all kinds of people. Is there anybody out there that you're like, I would love to sing for these guys, or I'd love to do a project with this guy? Who would you like to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I haven't really even thought about it. I just, I've been knee deep in this, in my book re-release, and so I'm all I'm really doing is thinking about books and and uh, getting out and playing this summer. So uh, I got. I can't really answer that question. So you've got so the the book that's being re released is a book that came out in the past, correct? And and well, why don't you tell everybody books. about that? There's three books. There's I got more crickets and friends, angst for the memories, and unhappy endings. It's it's a it's a yeah three books that I'm re released that are re released right now on a, on jizzypearl.net my uh, my website and uh, yeah you know I'm selling a bunch of them and uh, I'm a shipping clerk. And uh, going to the post office, and um, <laughs> yeah, people seem to dig them. Where did this all come from? Did is this something that you just popped up to say, "Oh wow, I, you know, I, I I like to write," or was this something ever since you were younger that that you wanted to do was was right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's another 
way of expressing yourself. So yeah, I did start doing it and I did it myself and I financed it and put it out myself. And, uh, and then they were sitting there for a long time. And, and when I was sitting here in this downtime with COVID and I just thought, well, fuck, maybe I'll just, uh, put them out now. Now seems like a good time to, uh, to get them back out again. And, uh, yeah. And people, like I said, they're buying them and, uh, seem to dig them. Think you'll ever write any more? Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing a fourth book right now. As a matter of fact. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Now, when you go back, let's go back to love hate for a little bit. When you look at at least the first album lyrically, you didn't write any of the lyrics, correct? For the first album? I did. I did some, but yeah, Skid was the main writer. But now when you do your material, you're writing the lyrics, correct? Yeah, everything. Okay. Now, what happened to some of these guys that you played with in Love Hate? Because I don't ever hear much about any of them. Are they all kind of done with music? Or Yeah, they are all kind of done with music. They, uh, they're retired. They, they don't play anymore. One guy lives in the Philippines. One guy has a day job. And another guy, I don't know what the hell he's doing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to stay in music. And it's really tough to stay in music and make a living off of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, people people start leaving the nest, you know what I mean, when yeah. they got to pay bills and pay, have a mortgage and, you know, they have kids and stuff like that. So, you know, music doesn't pay the bills anymore, so they, they got to go get the real job. What do you think the key's been to your longevity? Stubbornness, perseverance, <laughs> stupidity, um, a lot of different things. I mean... I, you brought up the fact that I've been in a bunch of bands. So yeah, when Love Hate broke up in 1997, I just I was able to jump in another band and jump on another tour bus and, uh, and then Rat and then you know so on and so forth. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm able to do that <clears throat> to be able to uh, make a living with music. So, uh, you know, I'm lucky that way. So I guess that's what it is. And I think you've showed people that, you know, you're a pretty solid guy and you could be counted on to, to pull through something. You know, if if somebody were to leave a band and they needed somebody to come in, I mean, you've, you've proven it multiple times that you can come in, you can do justice to the material, you can learn all the lyrics. And, and uh, I mean, so uh, to your credit, I mean, I, I think you could probably get a gig with anybody, you know, with your track record for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, it ain't easy. You know, to uh, get a phone call, learn 15 songs in a week with no rehearsal, get on a plane and meet guys somewhere in Nebraska and, uh, you know, get up on stage and and, uh, and do good. Yeah, there's not too many guys that can do that. Out of some of these bands you've been in, what are some of your favorite, do you have some favorite songs to sing out of out of some of these bands that you've been in? Mm, I just, Rat and L.A. Guns had a lot of good material. Yeah. So, you know, Rat was really, you know, every single song is a hit song. <laughs> right. L.A. Guns was fun. L.A. Guns was fun because it was a fun band to be in. You know, in Quiet Riot, you know, we do our gig and, um... It's a, like a well-oiled machine, and we get out there, and uh, yeah, we rock those county fairs. DDR Music Group is the premier glam, sleaze, and hair metal label. They've got a kick-ass roster consisting of tons of bands that you remember from the 80s Sunset Strip. Bands like Electric Angels, Blondes, Sweet Savage, Cats and Boots, Jailhouse, Jet Boy, and many more. Well, maybe you're just looking for something that you've never heard before, some rare or modern hair metal. Well, they've got that too. 
Go discover rare and hard to find glam, sleaze, and hair metal CDs at ddrmusicgroup.com. It's funny when you say, you know, like with Rat, there's so many hits. It's no joke because uh, I'm getting ready to do a podcast episode where we're going to pit Rat versus Dokken. And I was kind of going through the albums that we're going to pit against each other. And and when you go to um, Out of the Cellar, it's like, oh, my God, you know, every song really is good. Not that every song was was a hit, you know, released to radio, but every song is is really good on that one. So I think any album, you know, from p- about anybody that you put up against that could be in trouble because that that is a solid, solid album. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. Well, what do you want to say to all your fans out there, man, that, that have been following you all these years? Well, that I got these books. <laughs> Buy them now. Juicypearl.net. That's that's basically what I would uh, like to say is that. Uh, you know, if you guys are interested in reading my books and, and you dig, you know, dark humor, stuff like that, then you probably dig them. And, uh, yeah, they should, you should check them out. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate your time. It was great hearing your insight and all these, you know, things that you've done. And, uh, like I said, perfect for the 80s glam metal cast. Okay, man. Sounds good. All right, Jizzy. You have a good night, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Well, that was great talking with Jizzy. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Rock on!